0: Welcome to today. It is, uh, it's March 17th. It is St. Patrick's day. I'm wearing my paddy cap and, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be talking a little bit about this past weekend, the very rough, very long, very brutal year. That was last Thursday in which it feels like so much happened. And yet it happened in such a small, such a small, small period of time. Thank you so much, everybody for joining us. Um, I, uh, I'm just saying kind of it's been a minute since the last time uh, we were doing anything live. It was must have been last week. Since the last time we did anything live, Katie and I have traveled to Montreal. We've traveled back. Um, I have socially distanced myself from all people back into my little Fortress of Solitude studio here that we've got. If you don't notice, there is something slightly different. My microphone, it's coming from my left Big change. Huge change. I don't know if I'm ready for it, folks. God knows this is going to be the day that I reach for my glass of water and spill it everywhere. But we've also gone grocery shopping. Uh, We braved the barren aisles of the post apocalyptic wasteland that is a Trader Joe's here in Austin, Texas. And uh, also picked up some sundries here and there. We bought a whole lot of paper towels because, you know, in case you're wondering toilet paper can't function as paper towels, but paper towels can definitely function as toilet paper if you really need to. So, you know, don't, don't actually do that guys. Don't actually do that either way, folks, here's the deal. Uh, we do have a bunch of things to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk mainly about the experience that we had at the Atlas games in Montreal. It was a really, really wild, really wild few days. Um, especially Thursdays. Thursday was, was kind of crazy, but We'll talk about that in a second. Before we get there, folks, uh, we do have some sort of official word from CrossFit HQ. So we're gonna go ahead and hop in there. I'm gonna take a look at this, see if we can maybe read a little bit of what they had to say. I think they they sent this out to the um, they sent this out to the affiliates, and I believe they sent it out last night. Uh, so this says, "Dear affiliates, the global implications." Uh, Are of genuine concern to the CrossFit community. We are in the business of furthering health in all its aspects, physical and social. And this emerging event is a serious challenge to our affiliates, trainers, and the individuals and communities they strengthen and serve every day. It is As it has always been CrossFit Incorporated's policy to entrust our affiliates with independence in their business practices. While all affiliates are expected to follow official health regulations. We also trust that each affiliate possesses the optimal vantage point from which to determine the best means of its of serving its members. When official guidance is unclear, whether through keeping the doors open or closing them for the time being. As always, we encourage all our affiliates to exercise prudence and thoughtfulness along with the leadership that exemplifies the CrossFit affiliates role in their community. Many affiliates have already found alternative means to provide at-home workouts and maintain the vital social bond between their members. It is deeply heartening to see our community finding solutions to support one another and maintain connections. So the important thing so far has been this idea that, oh wow, that makes it a lot bigger. The important thing so far has been this idea that uh, uh, while affiliates are, expect- are expected to follow official health regulations, CrossFit as a corporation, as it does with many things with the affiliates, is kind of l- letting them make the decision themselves about what they're going to do. There's not going to be a top-down decision um, from CrossFit to tell the affiliates what they must do because, quote, They trust that each affiliate possesses the optimal vantage point from which to determine the best means of serving its members. Now, other things to keep in mind here that are are interesting. Uh, We also know that this will have meaningful consequences beyond the immediate physical concerns, both for our affiliates and the communities they serve. Affiliate doors have closed and are closing around the world in response to instructions from the governments in the face of growing health concerns. We recognize that many members of our global community face profound uncertainty about the future in an effort to extend relief to affiliates affected by government mandated closures. CrossFit Inc. will work with these affiliates to halt or reduce affiliate feeds during these challenging times. All right. So. And then it wraps up, uh, you know, this is a time of significant change in uncertainty. The strength of the CrossFit community remains certain as does CrossFit's commitment to supporting its affiliates in their work on the front lines of disease and death. Uh, the fact of the matter here, you guys, is I don't I mean, it's been a minute. I don't know if this is late. It feels like it's probably on time. You know, I don't just like you guys. I'll tell you this right now just like you guys my email has been chock full of basically every corporation I have ever interacted with in even a passing manner emailing me about what their new policies are going to be. Um I don't really care what types of preparations that the uh the mosquito control company, the pest control company that I'm paying uh, is going to be taking to prevent the spread of this because who cares? That has nothing to do with me. You, I see you guys once every 12 weeks. You spray the outside of my house. I still have mosquitoes. I don't care. So now that we've gotten you know every corporation that, that we've ever even breathed near emailing us with their new policies, it's interesting that we're getting what I think is actually a smart communication. My guess is something like this or a message exactly like this is going to be posted on the main site at some point today, probably. Uh, But this was sent directly to the affiliates as a way of talking to them and saying, hey, guys, we understand that this is going on. We've got our eyes on the prize with trying to make sure that it doesn't have as huge of an effect on your bottom line as it possibly could. However, you are you know, you are responsible for making a decision about what you're going to do. And I've seen from my personal perspective of a bunch of the affiliates that I deal with on a regular basis and talk to on a regular basis, a whole wide range of different, um, responses. I've seen people be a little more proactive, you know, shut down the gym, uh, earlier before they get any sort of government mandates to do so. Um, I've seen those same gyms kind of Pop up like, oh, we're going to do uh, Zoom based classes where everyone can log in and we'll all kind of be together at the same time. You know, your coaches are going to be reaching out to you every other day. We'll have office hours for our coaches online, et cetera, et cetera. And I've also seen gyms that basically say, like, uh, you if you want to work out, come work out, and if you don't want to work out, don't work out. It's not a big deal. We'll see you on the other side. So you know, it really depends on the gym. It depends on the community. I I personally think that the the more initiative, the more control, the more um, verve and zest a uh, a a gym can show, the better off their community is going to be. So it's cool that CrossFit's reaching out to the affiliates. It's good that they're you know, reaching out to the affiliates, that they're talking to the affiliates. Um, Is it classic CrossFit to say it's kind of in your hands? Yes. Is it not classic CrossFit to say something like we've got our eye on it and we're going to be working with the affiliates affected uh, to either limit or delay their affiliate payments? That's new. That's different. But I think that's the exact type of thing that needs to be happening, potentially even greater sort of uh, movement in that direction because at the end of the day, this is going to have massive, massive ripple effects in uh, everybody's finances across the board, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the uh, in the back half of this this uh, uh, this this live broadcast while we talk about our experiences at the Atlas Games. Now, to catch everybody up here, um, there are a lot of events. There are a lot of different events that have been knocked out due to this whole thing that have been postponed. And we're starting with, you know, I'm going in basically chronological order ish sort of, there's like a handful of things spruced in here, but you'll see what I'm talking about in a second. Uh, started with Asia CrossFit championship. They moved themselves to July 4th weekend. Uh, we have the Atlas games, which is the main reason why we're here today. We're going to be talking about this. Um, Specifically, because of how unique of a situation the Atlas Games was. We've got, no, don't translate the German page. I can read it. We've got the German throwdown postponed. We've got Reykjavik postponed. We've got Elfit in Egypt postponed. Mid Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, that's in April postponed. That puts us, this one, uh, Italy was one of the first ones that announced it. I think uh, Asia and Italy were the first two to announce it and down under just announced this morning. So basically what we're looking at here is the next the next scheduled sanctional is in one sorry, 2 months, 8 weeks away. That's rogue. And even that is kind of sort of up in the air because who knows what it's going to look like, you know, in the past 24 hours the rules have gone from limit you know, groups of 250 plus to 50 plus to now no groups more than 10 people. And, uh, you know, there was 35 people in the room while while that rule was being set out. So who are the 25 you're cutting out, bro? The question at hand is what happens a month from now or six weeks from now. If for example, suddenly no events can take place in may or no events can take place in june remember we're about halfway through the sanctional season it's not it's not over yet it's not even close to over yet there's a lot of action that has yet to be had right in fact we also saw the i'm not sure if they've posted it on uh on social media yet uh well not to forget the West Coast Classic, by the way, that was supposed to take place this coming weekend. But uh, speaking of the West Coast Classic, I don't know if they've posted on social media yet, but the uh, International Online Qualifier 2, the IOQ 2, has been moved to take place April 6th to the 15th. So it's two weeks later than it would have been beforehand, right? Uh, this is this is big, right? We're talking about really, really large and... Uh, potentially, you know, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be ringing a doomsday bell here, but you know, catastrophic ripple effects from what this ends up doing to, uh, to a lot of different, a lot of different companies, a lot of different groups. But what we're here to talk about specifically is, uh, is what our time in Montreal was like and what that experience was like, because Montreal was a very specific and special set of circumstances that we uh that we all experience. And in fact, I, I keep saying we, and I'm saying we because I have a very, very special guest who's about to join me on the podcast. That is my wife, Catherine Hammer. <laughs> here she comes, guys. Check it out. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna move some chairs. All right. I'll go here. Let's put you right there. There you go, honey. Yep. Okay. Oh yeah. Give me your hands okay thank you All right, good that's good wow that smells like what is that supposed to smell like uh, you don't have a microphone no one can hear you
1: it smells like it's useless what does it smell it like? like coconut and lemon
0: but it's useless because it's natural hand sanitizer but wait what what is this this is natural hand sanitizer it's ju- what is the what is the ingredients in natural hand sanitizer I think it just says ethanol. Isn't that the That's same our thing?
1: Sponsor today, so.
0: White wine.
1: <laughs> yeah, today's show brought to you by White Wine and hand sanitizer.
0: There you go. Talk right into the right end there. Let's put it right there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's see. Do we have a good? We have a good angle Are here. We allowed to use the c word today? No. 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 No, no c words. No c words. Uh. No C-words, folks. None of the C-words. Actually, there's one C-word that we use, but we're not going to use it tonight. Cool? Does it rhyme with stunt? It does. It does, indeed. But we're not, like I said, we're not going to use it tonight. Um, okay, guys. So the reason why Katie is uh, is joining us, uh, <laughs> yeah, these chairs are not, are not six feet apart. Uh, the reason why Katie is joining us is um, we are... <laughs> we actually traveled together to Montreal. Let's, yes. Well, that'll make things a little bit better there. Uh, we traveled together to Montreal and Katie was, uh, this is the second work trip you've taken with me. The first one was Ireland. Yeah. Yep. And we are essentially looking at uh as big of a, as big of like a disaster as possibly could happen at this, at this event we, without like, you know, just, ridiculous crazy amount of loss of life
1: right yeah
0: you, yeah okay um let's get this out of the way because they're not actually paying us so okay. no thank you uh <laughs> so you can you guys hear katie's mic now is that is that better keep talking kate say something
1: oh, um i don't have a lot of important things to say but here's me drinking white wine does it sound better
0: that should sound better Turn the mic up. You just have to. You just have to talk into the microphone. It oh, doesn't, my bad. It doesn't catch you when you're like way back here. You gotta
1: put my mouth on the microphone. She's
0: she's learning, guys. She's learning. She's learning. You uh, wish everyone. Give me give me a give me a why. Give me a why for yes in the comments when you start hearing Katie talking. So here's the deal. Uh, the thing about Montreal is that we were there for the Atlas Games. It was going to be a great. Experience for us in a mm-hmm. professional capacity. I was going to be commentating the uh, the live stream. Katie was going to be helping out with some content behind the scenes. We we're going to do some live stuff uh, back at the Airbnb covering the event as it was going on.
1: Selling some merch.
0: We're going to be selling some merch. Uh, for example, like the shirt that she's wearing right now. We're going to be selling a whole bunch of merch. Thank you very much for those whys, everybody. Really appreciate that. We're going to sell a whole bunch of merch. But here's what happened. Here's the experience. And here's, here's why... This is such a unique set of circumstances. Atlas Games, Montreal was the only time that a sanctional was quite literally on the cusp of happening when it got postponed.
1: Huge bummer.
0: Huge bummer indeed. Massive. Huge bummer indeed. And what do I mean when I say we're on the cusp of it actually happening? Um, the Vendors
1: were setting up. That's right. The competition floor was down. Equipment was there. Um the little guardrail that has all the advertisers. I don't know the technical word for it, but you I think know, that's it. It's the you know keeps the peasants off the floor. <laughs> um that's me. Uh it was set up. Advertisements were there. The
0: rig was like half up.
1: It was ready to go. It was ready to go.
0: Athletes were checking in. Yeah. There were athletes in the building um when news broke. And here's the crazy thing: it changed so quickly. Everything changed so quickly. So we basically started off the show. Uh, we started off the show talking about you know what the experience was going to be like at Atlas Games, right? We started off talking, "Hey, hey, this is going to be a look at the experience. Here's here's what it actually was like." We showed up very confident that everything was going to be just fine because mm-hmm. the night before. Wednesday night when we had arrived in Montreal we had had conversations with the event organizers with the staff and they had gotten the thumbs up they had gotten the thumbs up that everything was going to be just fine yep come Thursday morning rumblings are coming out that not everything is going to be just fine and then by Thursday around noon 1 p.m. everything got shit on shit on (laughs) yes that is correct uh That is when things kicked into high gear. Essentially, at that point, the Canadian government decided that there were going to be no gatherings of more than 250 people. Now, this presented a bunch of different problems for the Atlas Games. Uh, First, the venue that they were at is a host to multiple sporting events and, and styles of exercise over... The weekend.
1: It was an insanely cool venue. There was an Olympic uh, swimming pool in that same space, but separated, um, which I was particularly into because I love the smell of a chlorinated pool. Um, but it was a massive. I I got a little sidetracked there thinking about chlorine, but um, <laughs> the the venue itself was huge. It was something that was equipped to hold. Um, thousands if, of people. If the CrossFit Games wanted to be there, they I probably feel like could handle they it. could have handled it. Yes, so it was it was a could. really
0: large it was a very very large sporting uh venue. The the second problem with that, not just that it had a lot of people and could host a lot of people, is that it's actually government owned and operated. So they have no choice but to listen to what the government rules are. They can't make exceptions. Right. So that was that was two really big problems to begin with. Second problem, uh, second sort of type of problem, not just the government stuff, is the fact that Atlas Games was going to have several thousand people there between the various divisions because it's not just an elite event. There was a lot of different competitions going on in various various different divisions. So there's going to be plenty of different divisions competing from Masters to, to uh, Teens. And there was going to be um, you know, a bunch of vendors. There's going to be a bunch of uh, uh, volunteers. There's going to be a huge bunch of staff and lots of spectators. So they start running into that problem as well. So
1: big that I was considering getting a t-shirt launching gun to just like catapult merch into the stands. It's
0: not in if the that budget. That gives you a picture. It's not in the budget, but not yet. That
1: could if be. If anybody in the budget. owns a t-shirt <laughs> launching gun company. Can we say the word gun on here? Yeah, I want not see why it's not. America, we can say gun. Um, if anybody owns one of those, if you could like send a link, if you've got like a discount code, interested.
0: That big D count. It's important. Love a discount. Um, so essentially what we what we saw happen was the staff kicked into high gear. They got very creative. They came up with a whole lot of different solutions.
1: I feel like they were trying. Everything.
0: Yeah, they tried very, very hard. Now we all know what the end result of this is. The end result is that the the event ended up getting postponed. There was there there was no successful solutions presented. However, um, there are a couple reasons why. And I was speaking to some of the because um, there were teenagers competing there, so I was speaking to the parents of some of the teenagers about you know what happened and what they tried to do and why it ended up not working out anyway. Um, so I'll lay out some of those those different uh, solutions they out, came babe. up with. So one of the solutions they came up with was, all right, uh, we, we kill every uh, competition that isn't the elite competition. So all divisions are out the window that aren't going to the CrossFit Games. So that leaves the men, the women, and the teams, right? So mm-hmm. that was the first solution they came up with, but that still didn't get them under 250 people. Right. So then the, the version of that that was going to work was isolate sort of like siloed time segments for each of the divisions to compete so they could do either like a half day per division and never have them overlap or just a full day of individual competition a full day of team competition and then That's a full day of individual burp. competition you gotta do what you gotta do babe My bad. um it's that white wine and hand sanitizer <laughs> it doesn't I mix guess. well no. Not a, not i had a, a
1: sparkling green tea earlier because you know health and fitness what the hell tea.
0: is a sparkling green tea
1: i don't know trader joe's has it i'm into it though i bet you i drink both of them though so there's nothing left we are
0: we well maybe maybe this whole thing is has changed and destroyed the supply lines but we were like three weeks away from having sparkling green tea <laughs> cbd hemp oil oil infused essential oil essential yeah sapphire crystal Crystal. cbd uh anyway Anyway. that's not the point the point is so they came up with a bunch of different uh creative solutions that didn't quite work out one of them was siloing the competitions one of them was uh splitting up the entire competition to take place in local gyms so they kept the number under Mm -hmm. 250 but the competition still went on kind of at the same time at various places around the city these aren't great solutions but
1: What was the final? uh, Because I actually, I don't even know if I heard why, but what was the final, like, boom, it's done reason? Did they drop the.
0: So, what ended up happening, that's a really good question. So, what ended up happening is they actually eventually came up with a scenario that would keep the number under 250, and they got a thumbs up from the venue that was basically like, hey guys, If you can keep the government, yeah, if you can make this happen, the venue managers were saying this. If you can make this happen, we might be able to handle this, like, we might be able to pull this off. Then, like, 30 minutes after that was done, and they were trying to hammer out all the details, they basically got a call that said, uh, you know, from someone even higher up than just like the venue manager, basically saying, Yes, you might be able to start your event. But we at any point can come in and turn it off.
1: And based on, okay. And sucks.
0: then so based off of that, basically basically they were, they were they had like a guillotine hanging over their necks that said, you can start the event, you can have your competition, but we can come in and shut it down in the middle of a workout. It could be Friday morning. It could God. be all the way through Sunday and it could be Sunday evening and it's the last event and this is the event that decides who goes to the games and we can come in and shut it down. So they decided based off of that that the risk wasn't worth it. Right.
1: I agree.
0: Here's the crazy part.
1: That makes me want to vomit though. Here's real. the crazy part. They
0: made that decision with that sort of guillotine hanging over their head and 20 minutes after they made the call, they got a call that said absolutely no way they could have started anyway. So it
1: would have gone so that way anyway. It would have gone
0: that way anyway. Damn. It would have gone that way anyway. So they essentially came up with as many creative solutions as they could and eventually you know, found one that would potentially be uh, workable and it just didn't it just didn't work out now one of the things that i wanted to give you guys a perspective on uh and the reason why my lovely wife is here to talk to you is that this is you know that that entire thing that story is to set up how unique of a situation atlas games was in when we were talking about all these postponed events That type of a unique situation magnifies the effect that this has across the board. Whether it's uh, different levels of organization from individuals like spectators who are coming in to watch the event to people like us in the media and vendor side of things who are coming in to try and sort of build our brand, build a business, participate in the sport, to the athletes who are looking to make their way to the CrossFit Games, to the event organizers who have staked years of work and hundreds of thousands of dollars to try and make this happen. Uh, it, It really has massive, massive effects on it and i'm curious kate from your perspective as a as sort of like you know someone who's coming into this space without having necessarily you know experienced all the other events that lead up to it but you've you've been katie is qualified for regionals before she's a regionals level athlete on a team in 2012 okay
1: side note 2012 (laughs) we know was a very different time in crossfit it was a very
0: fit time in katie's (laughs) crossfit career that's for sure
1: I would, if I was as fit as I was then, now I still would have absolutely no shot at going to regionals. So, well, none stop of us have that. a shot. Thank you. None of
0: us have a shot at going to regionals anymore because no. they're dead. And they got, oh, yeah. Regionals got killed. So, <laughs> got killed. They've, they've been killed. Now, in a
1: place with sanctionalist events, which are great.
0: Which are great whenever they happen. So, Katie's experience <laughs> here is interesting because. You know, I, I wonder from your perspective, what was the feeling? Because, you know, I was in different places as you were while all this was going on. All of this happened over the course of like three and a half hours,
1: four yeah. hours. Maybe. No, it was it was, it, it, and it was, escalated
0: quickly. It was crazy. It, it Everything changed super fast, but you and I weren't together the entire time. So we weren't able to kind of check in to see how things were going and what the other person was experiencing. So right. I'm curious from <laughs> your perspective, what was it like? Being out there while all of this was happening.
1: What was it like as a peasant with the
0: peasants? She wasn't a peasant. No, just kidding. She keeps saying um, that, but okay. It's not so
1: true. basically, any time that I wasn't with you, I was washing my hands. You
0: weren't part of the bourgeois. Um, <laughs> Bourgeoisie.
1: Washing, washing my hands. Definitely um, a proletariat, but f- not a peasant. I feel. Okay. What was the question again? Um. No, I feel like it was just a rapidly escalating feeling of anxiety but also um I think that people were just trying to understand because there's a lot of information thanks social media coming in from all sorts of different angles and so um athletes like the folks that were coming in to um you know sell their merchandise there the vendors uh people setting up they were going on pretty much as planned despite the fact that there was all this um stuff effort behind the scenes to save this event um the conversation I feel like that I was listening in on or a part of was more concerned for um if the uh west coast classic was going to end up being canceled because the Itali- at that point like italian blah 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 i don't think people were anticipating until honestly a couple hours before just like the event organizers were trying to figure out you know is this going to happen before it sort of settled in like all right is this going to be canceled or not and then when um Uh, Alexi, the event organizer, and you guys gathered to announce that the event was going to be canceled and the athletes were going up into the stands. Sorry, postponed. (laughs) Sorry. No C words at all. Postponed. Um, Then, I mean, there are mumblings. Like, people knew at that point. Of course. We're canceling it um, just because of... How, how it was kind of going down. I don't know if I answered your question.
0: You did. You did. So anyway. one of the things that, that you mentioned there, I think that's important to point out, is that it wasn't just Atlas Games that was dealing with this. It just happened to be that Atlas Games was the only one that was they got actually about to happen. They got
1: hardcore short end of the stick. Not to say that all of the upcoming events... Um, especially like West Coast Classic that was going to be the following weekend didn't get hard. I feel so gutted for the organizers and the people that were there to participate in the Atlas Games that weekend Um, just because of every single... Did you talk about the like effort that they went into as far as getting the equipment there? No. Like, so... it was just... <laughs>
0: Yeah. So here's the thing: the the Atlas Games. This isn't. Like this isn't even the first major problem the Atlas Games ran into. This just happened to be the one that actually postponed it. Uh, there was a railroad strike in Canada that held up its equipment. So they had you know branded equipment by Tidax, uh, you know the manufacturers out there, the the equipment supplier out there. They had you know Atlas Games specific equipment that they had brought in a, a very. A, 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 custom built rig, a bunch of custom colored barbells, plates. Dude, everything. the equipment
1: was going to be fire. Yeah, there the equipment looks super cool. Barbells and green green barbells? Blue. Blue or green plates on the blue barbells. Yeah. The rig it was blue. Cool. It looks super cool. So,
0: this railroad strike had and cool. you probably read this story in Morning Chaka, but this railroad strike essentially uh, essentially held up their equipment at Port of Entry. Yeah, and so they were able to sort of take advantage of a very small window of opportunity, pull the equipment off of the uh, off of the the uh, method of transportation was on. I can't remember if it was still on the, the ship or if it had already been loaded onto the train. But they had, they rerouted the shipment back to Tidex headquarters, where they loaded it onto eighteen wheelers and drove it across the country. It arrived in Montreal on Wednesday, Wednesday morning.
1: Wednesday Wednesday morning, the
0: The day before the event is supposed to be set up and the athletes are checking in. They they cut it as close as they possibly could, Mm -hmm. and that was like, oh wow, Uh, you know, uh, woo, we did it, right? Uh, Bruce Segal says it's not a strike. I don't I don't know what the details were of this. I just know something about the railroad, Mr. Segal. uh, Something was going on. I know something about the railroad was, uh, maybe it was a. Not a strike. It was it was a protest. Was it a pipeline it... protest that like crossed the railroad? Just so tell I, us, Bruce. I don't know enough tell about. Canadian. I don't know enough about Canadians.
1: Was uh, a blockage by groups opposed to a
0: pipeline? It. I told All you. Right. thanks, Bruce. Pipeline protest. Appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, eventually they were able to resolve that right at the the you know inches from the goal line, right there. And this is this is sort of the the end result of that. Now, yeah. uh, I have I have an interview with Alexi that's going to come out uh, probably tomorrow at some point to talk about uh, a little bit more in depth detail from his perspective
1: as the event organizer, as the or event anything,
0: organizer yeah. of how things went and where they're at and what they're trying to do and all that sort of stuff. But um, honestly, it was it was gutted is a great way of describing it yep. It was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking because yep. of the amount of work that all these people uh put into this event um from every level um i guess now katie it's up to you if you want to stick around for the rest of this i'm going to go into a little more detail that maybe
1: i've had fun but i'm gonna go <laughs> brush my eyelashes out and uh probably dance with sunny i have a musical playlist that we're gonna it's just like my checklist for social distancing yeah. So I'm no, gonna go good. continue with that. Thanks, bub. Thanks. Cheers. Oh yeah, cheers. Ching ching. There
0: Bye. you go. Bye, everybody. Bye, babe. Oh, and everybody stopped watching the moment you got off camera. That's crazy. Stupid. That's crazy. Rearrange your chair. Yeah, yeah. Let me re- take your hand sanitizer. No, 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 no. Your freaking natural hand sanitizer isn't doing anything. okay all right we're back I'm back in the middle let's talk about some of the more uh sort of tragic details here some of the more messed up levels of where this fell apart um so we spoke a little bit earlier about the effort that the organizers go through to put this thing together we spoke a little bit about the uh, the, sort of different categories of people that might be uh, affected by this, the The fact of the matter is, guys, you know, it's not just, it's not just like write some workouts, get some athletes, get a sponsor or two and put this thing together. There is a lot of moving parts. And, you know, if we start from just a regular spectator's perspective, they lose out on an on something that they've been looking forward to maybe their entire gym has kind of grouped up together maybe a whole bunch of different people have gotten together and like you know pulled up and they're like oh we're going to carpool 3 hours to get to Montreal so we can watch one of our uh, coaches compete in in the in in this in this sanctioned event right that's that's brutal right that's absolutely brutal um they lose out on their uh their their weekend experience, right? They lose out on the spectator experience. They lose out on seeing this com- competition, seeing the vendors shopping for new stuff, right? The vendors lose out on money. They lose out on potential sort of like, you know, relationships they can make. Another thing uh, that's important here is that uh, like a, a company like Tidax, for example, Tidax is a small company. They just have a handful of people uh, working uh, full time. The, company puts in all this effort and work into creating this uh, event and putting up all this different sort of uh, equipment because they get like a year or year and a half's worth of marketing out of it from photos and videos and athletes getting their hands on equipment they may not have tried before you know, sort of getting into the the brains of the coaches and the athletes involved and the spectators that, hey, maybe next time I need a medicine ball, I'll buy something from Tidax, right? So you lose out. It's not just the monetary investment of putting this equipment together. You lose out on so much more, so much more. There, there are secondary and tertiary effects that are built into these events that are hugely positive when it goes off and massively undervalued when it actually falls apart. And those can have huge ripple effects for companies. Like, you know, the same sort of thing is important for the event. For example, 2020 Atlas Games is essentially a launching pad for 2021 Atlas Games. It is an opportunity for them to showcase what they do, to put on the best event they can for spectators, for athletes, for fans, for the media, uh, for people who are watching from abroad and in the room uh, for their sponsors and their vendors as a way of saying, hey guys, you've put in your time and effort and money to make this happen with us. We're going to put on a fantastic event so that we can all put this together uh, uh, in the best way possible. And a, a, you know, a year from now, 2021 rolls by, we're going to make this into a, an even more radical event and we're going to do it bigger and better than ever before. Right? Right. When you don't have that launching pad to have that momentum, you don't have, again, you don't have photos, you don't have videos, you don't have assets, you don't have any sort of experiential thing to rely on in the past to say, hey guys, check it out. Um, This is how cool the event was this year. You can look back to the 2019 Atlas Games, but it's a totally different thing. That was a launching point for this year's event. And this year's event was supposed to be a launching point for next year's event. So even if you just look at it in that chain, it really has massive side effects. It really has massive side effects. For media, you know, I was out there. Katie was with me. You know, we had uh, Greg Longto who was there to help us out with uh, he was like their, the the uh, other commentator that we were going to be on the stream with. We had such a great time, kind of hanging out, talking about how we wanted to approach things, taking a look at the athletes and the workouts, and looking at what's going on, and you know, sort of making fun of my terrible uh, way of pronouncing French Canadian names and how r- ridiculous it was going to be. We were having a good time coming up with little like bits and skits to do between heats, and you know, it was just. It was going to be a really good time. We had so much fun. Tommy Marquez was there. You know, he was going to be providing sort of the footprint of Morning Chalk Up while he was while he was hanging out there, writing things, doing interviews, doing little video content. Um, and we as media organizations lose out on the 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 competition is sort of the reason why we're there right that's the bread and butter if the competition goes on we have something to talk about for weeks we have something to look at we have athletes to interview we have coaches to learn more about we have workouts to dissect we have context to apply we have ratings to give and you know lots of different things to look at and talk about and experience and when that falls apart for us you know we as the media being the kind of the conduit between the in-person experience and the context within which an event takes place and you guys, the fans, the community, if that breaks down, what do you guys get out of it, right? So there's so many different effects to this thing falling apart and honestly, it's it's really difficult. I mean, even the events that are put back on, right? It's really, really hard. It's really hard to see them living up to what they were going to be. It's especially hard to see the Atlas games being what the 2020 Atlas games were shaping up to become. Because the equipment... Here's an example. The equipment that was brought out for the 2020 Atlas games, part of the deal is that Tidex gets to sell it at the end of the weekend so that they can actually make a little bit of money off this thing well they sold a lot of the equipment so the same kit that they were planning on using the custom kit they were planning on using isn't really available anymore the broadcasting team i mean that's expensive you're flying myself out you know bringing in uh a whole bunch of uh various personalities bringing in just the technology to broadcast this thing that's really expensive that's tough to do and just as the event is going to be taking a loss on the whole thing, that company, that production company is going to be taking a loss because they were setting up, they had cameras, they had the big screen, they had their equipment in place. There's a lot of things that you cannot recreate from that weekend to whatever weekend it gets postponed to. And the the loss there, that difference there is going to be massive. It's going to be really, really massive. For the athletes, you guys, I cannot stress this enough. The athletes were checking in. They were checking in. They were filtering into the building, walking in to see a half-built rig and a lot of confusion. And it was starting to get, you know, you know, get closer and closer i'm my phone's blowing up cuz people are asking hey you know is this thing actually going on have you heard anything i don't have any information to give them I'll be like I, I mean i guess we're waiting for another couple hours to hear something from the government um you know there there are consequences there are consequences that are going to ripple far and wide from something like this being postponed every sanctioned event every thing Every restaurant, every bar, every concert, every conference, every flight, everything is being affected by this to an extreme degree. And something that we're not going to be able to measure for you know, months until it's over, until it's all gone, you're not going to be able to measure it. And how do you make that up? How do you make that difference up? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I, I don't know what the move is. I think a much smarter people than me can come up with you know, a much better idea. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we as a community are going to be coming together to uh, do some, we have to come together. We have to come together to do something. Um, you know, I. I think at the end of the day, guys, you know, so I don't just continue repeating myself. At the end of the day, this is a rough situation. Atlas Games had a very specific set of circumstances that made it, in my opinion, particularly rough for everybody involved because everyone was already there on site. Um, This time is going to be a little bit interesting because now we have two months without a sanction event. A lot of people are trying to figure out what they're going to do. There's a thousand different people providing at-home workouts. You know, great that's cool. Everybody is going to be socially distanced and hopefully be really, really fit by the end of these, you know, whatever two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it looks like. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're going to have to take a look back a few months from now, five months from now, six months from now to figure out exactly what the fallout of this is going to be. See if there's any lessons that can be learned from it, and uh, and go from there. Um. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for for watching this. Uh, Remember that there is a whole lot going on in our space. It's really easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That is what I am here for. Uh, Hopefully you guys learned a little bit from my experience out in um, Montreal for the Atlas Games, an experience that was a a real big bummer uh, for a lot of people. We were able to eventually make it something salvaged from it. If you guys have not watched that video, it's a little bit longer. It's maybe three or four hours long, but it, we live streamed a whole sort of weekend throwdown. And that was really, really cool. You know, the, the, the community came together from the athletes up, basically the athletes, one of the athletes, Sam Cornoyer, uh, who trains at Deca CrossFit. I really hope I pronounced his name correctly. Um, who trains at Deca CrossFit up there in Montreal, about half an hour North of Montreal, uh, he immediately put together an Instagram group and was like invited a bunch of the athletes that he knew he was going to be, that were going to be competing and said, Hey guys, check it out. Um, this sucks, but if you guys want to come together and hang out, we can do some of the workouts together at DECA on Saturday afternoon, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the event organizer was there. Some of the staff was there. I was there live streaming it. We had part of our media team there. Uh, you know, We had photos from Mikey Stevenson. We had commentary from myself and Brian Friend and uh, Greg Longto. We had a whole bunch of you know athletes and spectators and you know, just regular gym members at Deca CrossFit who were there to hang out and do these workouts. We did this really cool uh, weightlifting type thing. It was like a conga line snatch ladder. Um, it was just really, really cool to see on Saturday the community come together to do something new, different, uh, try something out to sort of show some support. Um, for Alexi and the team behind Atlas Games. And hopefully that sort of thing continues, not just obviously for Atlas Games, but for the various gyms that are affected by this, the various events that are affected by this. Um, if you, again, if you haven't watched that video that we live streamed last Saturday, it's it's really fun. It's really cool. Um, lots of really cool things happen in there, uh, including just ridiculous lifts. Like we saw Cole Shaber, um, snatched 275 and it looked like cake. It was so nice, was smooth. Uh, Jeff Adler, Canadian national champion, top 10 worldwide in the open, hung out, did some fitness out there. Sam Cornoya, as mentioned earlier, a bunch of other people, very, very fun event, um, very fun way of sort of turning what was an awful situation into some sort of positive, right? But with that said, we have two months of no sanction events. I'm sitting here in my studio. I'm in. I'm at home base in Austin, Texas. I'm doing the social distancing thing because I've been traveling so much over the past couple months. I think it's probably smart for me to to chill a little bit and maybe not go hang out with a bunch of uh, you know senior citizens or whatever. I just don't think that's a responsible idea for me. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a lot of live content over the next couple months um you know various topics some of it's most of it is going to be fitness related some of it is not going to be fitness related we're gonna talk about a whole lot of different stuff um and I'm really looking forward to you know being here together we can all do this together we can get through this together we can have a whole whole lot of fun um talking about a lot of different things um, if you want to support the channel, if you want to support things that are going on, uh, the best way to do that folks is to go to armandhammer.tv support. You join in, you put in your email address, you join in, uh, and you know, you, you gather it's 21, or $3 a month. And it will, uh, it will go a long, long way to continuing this content. Um, I understand that we're all pinched right now. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a rough position to be in. So if that's not in the cards, no pressure. The The content will continue. No pressure. Um, you know, I just, I want to be able to sort of help out as best I can. Am I going to be providing you with at home or garage gym programming? No, no, go, go find someone else that's doing that because a thousand other people, like I said earlier, are doing that. So, so maybe go, go, go find someone else to do that. maybe, Maybe I'll do a a rankings list of some of my favorite ones. I don't know. But either way, I really appreciate all the support. Um, I think we're going to do some really cool stuff over the next couple weeks and the next couple months. Maybe not exactly super sanctional related or uh, super deep into the tickets to the CrossFit Games style content. But it is going to be a lot of fun. And I appreciate you guys hanging out with me so far. Happy St. Paddy's Day. That is why I'm wearing my paddy cap. That's what this is for, actually traded uh, a very, a very well-worn BRP dad cap for this paddy cap while I was in Ireland um, uh, from a guy named Owen. So Owen, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I knew that I was going to be able to use this someday. Thanks so much, folks. I'll see you guys very soon. Take care.